0: Today on the show it's just plastic, right? No, it's it's not. It's composite versus PVC decking. Let's get to it. to Episode 5 of the Ultimate Deck Podcast, I'm your host Shane Chapman, today we're going to tackle a topic that we've been getting a lot of feedback for, it's composite versus PVC decking. First off, thanks so much for tuning in to the last four episodes, we've been getting some great numbers that we're really appreciative for, for. Uh, so thank you for tuning in and let's get to this. So composite and PVC decking, generally people have experience with one or the other. Not a whole lot of people out there are mixing and matching and using both, but there's a lot of curiosity around what are the differences? What am I missing out on if I'm not using PVC decking? Obviously Composite is the big, trendy board, the one that people know. Part and part because of Trex, they're the biggest, loudest brand out there. But there are other options for maintenance-free decking or low-maintenance decking, and that can include PVC. There's more than just composite and PVC. Of course, you could talk about aluminum decking and some other options that are out there in market, but the two big ones are composite and PVC, and generally people have a preference. So we're gonna go through this and we're gonna see if we can help you decide what you would like to work with. So, let's get to it. Composite and PVC decking are two different technologies of plastic decking, essentially, and so they're made a bit differently, they have different features, different nuances that you need to know, and so we're gonna kinda go through about 14 or 15 different categories of things to consider when you're looking at composite and PVC decking and hopefully by the end of this podcast, you'll have a better idea of what you wanna use, what you're comfortable with using, or if there's something that's worth trying that you haven't tried before. So first off is how they're made. We're gonna go through how they're made. So composite decking, can sort of be broken down into two variants. And one is kind of an old technology, and one's a new technology. When you hear the word composite decking, that's kind of a catch-all phrase for all decking that's composed of more than one element. And traditionally, that is WPC, or Wood Plastic Composite, so that includes a component of wood in the core and plastic that's mixed in. And so traditionally, years and years ago, 15 years ago, when these first came out, that's all they were. They were some sort of wood fiber component and plastic mixed together and extruded and embossed into a wood grain pattern, and that was that. Now, there's been some troubles with making decking that way from some companies in that they had experience with, unfortunately, with mold growth or fading or structural decay, flaking. The sun was very harsh on the wood component of that wood plastic composite. And so, years back, I'm guessing, this is not completely factual, but I'm guessing about 10 years ago, maybe a little bit less, I believe Fibron was the first company that came out with a protective shell cap layer over top of that wood plastic core that now kept the sun and the water and the mold and everything off of the wood component of that composite board. And so there's still a couple brands out there that are making the traditional composite decking without that cap layer. You will see that from Moisture Shield and Latitudes and even TimberTech has a line that they're still producing that doesn't have that cap layer, but other companies like Trex and Fibron have gone away completely from that traditional composite board without the cap and the reasons for that are structurally they had some issues over time. Uh, there was a major there still is with any brand that doesn't cap the boards There's a major fading and staining issue. so that color in that board is going to fade out fairly quickly After a bit of sun exposure you slop a little bit of barbecue grease on it. It's going to stain right away Uh So they're just they're just they're not a great product. It's old technology They are the blackberry of composite decking. So forgive my analogy but that's that's essentially what it is it's the old technology so now everybody caps their boards and that what that brings to you is a fade and stain warranty on almost everybody that caps their boards now you're not having those issues with the fading and the staining and it just straight up holds up and performs better over long periods of time also allows you to put in better coloring than you ever saw with the old traditional composite decking so that's a major benefit as well so within the two categories, we're talking composite and PVC. Now, PVC, before I get to the major brands, PVC is manufactured a little bit differently, whereas composite, we talked about it being compressed and extruded, mixed together with wood, wooden plastic, and then a cap layer extruded onto the board, then embossed. PVC is made a little bit differently in that it is straight PVC plastic that uses a chemical reaction and an additive that causes the, the core of the board, which is PVC, to foam and create a cellular PVC core in the board, which is then embossed. And so the embossing happens a little bit later in the process. They have to cool the board, then reheat it, then emboss it to to make sure that their reaction has had a chance to stabilize and whatnot. But that's kind of a, it's a little bit of a slower process. And then as a result of that, um, later on we'll talk about price and that affects price as well. But PVC boards have zero organic material in them. That's the big benefit of PVC. There is no chance for fading, staining, mold growth, anything because there's no wood component to it at all. The major brands in composite decking nowadays, there's a kind of a, there's a big three, and that is Trex, which is the big number one brand, TimberTech, which is number two, and Fiberon, which is number three. Those three companies comprise a significant portion of the market in composite decking. There's also many other kind of up and comers out there, or some that are fading away, but Decorators is another one that's a bit of an up and comer, Moisture Shield, which is used to be a bigger brand, is starting to fade away a little bit, uh, really struggling to keep up with the technology. Armadillo, Duralife, True North Composites, you know, Tamco, Evergreen lumber rock wolf has a composite line there's tons and tons of composite boards and brands out there and so if you if you google it you're going to find plenty of options if you go to the deck expo shows you're going to see tons and tons of options you never knew existed but the big three are the majority of the market now pvc is a little bit less a little, little bit fewer people in the game i should say the big brand in pvc decking is azek they are the you know the Trex equivalent for the pvc market where they're the big dog we've also got other other brands like Wolf and Clubhouse, Vecca Deck, Zuri, Mirite, N-Deck, Interplast. There's tons of other options in PVC decking as well, but really dominated by Azek. Wolf is a big time up and comer. Clubhouse had a bit of a stronghold, has kind of think lost it in last in, in years past, but may start to gain some back. vecca has been a strong name. Zuri and Mirite are a couple different PVC options that bring to you a photo print finish as opposed to just the street coloring that you see in a lot of composite and PVC decking nowadays so they've got a you know a, a very beautiful looking board with their own pros and cons but we're looking at this today as a capped composite versus pvc so everything that i'm going to talk about in the next 40 minutes whatever we get out of this today is going when i say composite i'm referring to capped composites because i traditional composites i believe are not are not a great option out there today so we're going to talk capped composites versus pvcs so the first thing we'll talk about here is the weight and so this is this may not matter once the deck's installed. I mean, it does calculate into your load on your deck, but the weight benefit really comes into play when you're moving this stuff around and installing it. And so the difference between composite, capped composite and PVC boards for weight is quite significant. If you've ever picked up a two foot sample of composite and a two foot sample of PVC and held them out in front of your body, uh, you will notice right away the significant weight savings of PVC decking. And so composite weighs about three pounds per foot Uh, now that's that's an average obviously some brands are different and if it's scalloped it's a little bit less but about three pounds per foot whereas pvc is about two pounds per foot so it's about 30 percent lighter and you'll notice that right away you pick up a a board of equivalent size from each of them you'll notice that the pvcs are quite a bit lighter to work with than the composites. so that's a benefit for pvc I don't know that there's a benefit for having a heavier board so I, I, I can't speak to any pros of having a heavier board per se but lighter to move around uh, PVC is and once it's on the deck it's just a little bit less load on your finished deck. The next thing we'll talk about here is installation both these products and refer to the installation instructions for the brand that you're working with but generally across the board everything is allowed to be installed on 16 inch centers so there's a lot of people out there that say well pvcs have to be installed on 12s no they don't have to be installed on 12s but there is a significant number of people that believe that it feels better to install it on 12 inch centers and so the reason for that is in hot temperatures pvc is a bit more flexible so again if you hold up board that you we talked about being lighter, above your head in the hot sun, it's gonna flex more than a composite deck board is. It's just less dense. But the result of that is in real life application, you take both boards installed on 16 inch centers and a 35 degree celsius or 100 degree fahrenheit day you're going to feel a bit more sponginess on the pvc product than you would on a composite product so for that reason a lot of people say tighten that up a bit build it on 12 inch centers that's going to feel a little bit better on the foot and there's a lot of people that believe that for composite as well put it on 12 inch centers is kind of a good rule of thumb regardless of what the insulation instructions say but for warranty and whatnot and proper insulation you can do it on 16s now there's also other insulation benefits that we'll get to a little bit later under a category i'm calling workability but as far as the actual install what's required to install stuff it's very very similar um 16 inch centers is, is fine 12 inch feels better That goes for both of them. The next one we'll talk about is the thermal expansion and contraction, now this is a big one. This is something that's very well known with composite decking, the the fact that it expands and contracts and people aren't as familiar with what PVC does. And unfortunately the news isn't any better, it's actually worse on PVC. And so on a 20 foot length of board that is not fastened down, the average composite on an 80 degree Fahrenheit temperature swing is going to expand and contract up to a quarter inch. So that is quite a bit on a 20 foot board. When the temperature swings from, let's say, uh, northeastern United States winter, where you're gonna get well below freezing temperatures to quite warm summer temperatures, that board, if it's not fastened down, can expand and contract up to a quarter inch. It's a well-known issue that people have had with installing composite decking, is that your miters open up over time. Once the things cool off, the miters kinda open and then they never really close back up. Well, unfortunately, PVC decking is actually a little bit worse on 20 foot unfastened 82 degree temperature swings on PVC decking, it moves on average up to a half inch. And so that is significant. Now, there's a lot of things you may or may not do with composite uh, decking. The more you screw it down, and PVC decking, the more you screw it down, the more you tend to limit its movement. Now, that's only partially true for composite decking it tends to almost move no matter what you do with it and there's not much you can do to really keep that closed but with PVC decking there's a lot of people out there that have tried different fastening techniques that seem to work more with PVC decking so the more screws you put into it the more you can limit it. PVC decking you can also screw closer to the ends of the boards which helps limit the movement at the joints so that helps as well but PVC decking you've also got the option of using a PVC glue and PVC biscuits and a few different things and tricks and tips that you can use to try to keep those miters closed and in my experience they actually do work most of the time so you've got to you've got to really pay attention when you're putting this together and get a good contact with your pvc and using biscuits helps and the more screws and et etc cetera, et cetera. but you've got a better chance of keeping pvc closed long term than you do on composites composite there just doesn't seem to be a, a tried and true method out there that'll keep those miters closed on longer runs now, the, the easiest way to keep these things closed is to use shorter lengths. The shorter the board, the less it's going to expand and contract. And so if you've got, for example, on a set of stairs where you have a four-foot piece across the front and then a couple of little one-foot mitered returns or so, those are generally going to stay closed because there's not a whole lot of movement on a shorter piece. It's more the borders that are, you know, 20 feet long that you're really going to struggle to keep closed. So that one, it's a bit of a draw as far as which one's easier to work with. Um, like I said, the composite's going to move less over time, but it's harder to control the movement. So it depends on on what you want to do there. Most of the guys, not most, but a lot of guys out there now are avoiding the miters altogether. They're just saying this is not worth the exhaustive effort of trying to keep these things closed only to have it fail over time anyway and so they're just getting to a point where it's just like let's just avoid the miters altogether let's just butt these boards together we'll paint the ends if we have to which you can on both composite and pvc you can paint and have good adhesion uh so that's something to consider too it may not be worth the effort to try to keep these things if you're in a climate that's you know has very high temperature swings like like in the central canadian market or northeastern us or wherever On to workability. So I mentioned this a little bit before, the workability between composite and PVC. Now if you've worked with composite, you'll know that compared to wood, it's quite, aside from the weight, it's quite nice to work with. It cuts easy, it cuts clean, there's no splintering, there's no cracking, Uh, as long as you follow the rules, there's no chance of it cracking or splitting or whatever. Now, with composite, you do have, refer to the manufacturer's install guides as well, but with composite, you generally are instructed to stay back at least one inch from the edge of the boards at all times when you're screwing it. And you're also recommended to stay back at least i believe it's on average one and a quarter to one and a half inches back from the end of the board from a cut and always pre-drill those so no matter what you're using for a fastener whether it's a you know a composite deck screw color screw or a cortex screw with a plug at the ends of the boards you, you must pre-drill and you must stay back a certain distance from the end of the board or you will get a crack that'll develop either at the time of screwing or over time so there's a little bit of an issue there now both of these products are use similar fasteners they're gonna use the same kinds of fasteners and whatnot but with PVC you've got less issue with the installation of screws. You don't have to stay back any certain distance from the end of a board. You can screw as close to the board as you can without that screw you know physically being off the edge of the board. You can screw nice and close to the edge of the board. You don't have to pre-drill anything. It'll go in nice and clean every time and not crack or split the board. So that is a huge benefit towards working with PVC. The workability of it is quite nice. Uh, It cuts just as easily as composite does uh, more easily i would say the saw blade will go through a little bit quicker because it's less dense however once it gets cold out and i'm talking you know minus 10 celsius which would be oh boy um forgive me if i'm wrong but probably around 15 degrees fahrenheit uh you do need to be a little bit more careful about how quickly you're cutting you need to go a little bit slower you need to score things because it can chip the cap the cap on pvc products is harder and therefore it's more prone to chipping at cold temperatures so you just need to understand and be aware of that as well so between workability of the two, I would say that PVC overall has a, a, a nicer workability about it. It just its a little bit quicker to screw it on. And just You don't have to be as cognizant of where you're putting your screws. You don't have to pre-drill ever, whereas I always find that with composite, no matter what, I like to pre-drill the holes. It just finishes much nicer, less chance of it mushrooming up a little bit. Uh, but both are quite easy to work with. There, there's no issue there. Number seven is... Uh, obvious transition into the fastening systems that are available and so these are pretty much identical between pvc and composite almost all brands of Compass, all brands of composite and almost all brands of pvc have grooved board options that allow you to use some sort of hidden clip now that's not true across the board wolf for example does not make a grooved board in their pvc lines nor does Vecca deck and I, there's a few that don't don't make a grooved board so you have to screw them down somehow but most of these composites and pvcs can be put down with a clip of some sort so trex has their generic hideaway clips that'll work with trex and other brands of one inch groove decking same with fibron you've got your tie clips are now owned by simpson. You've got quite a few different options for clips out there that'll work with groove decking. Also, you've got color matched composite deck screws that the heads of the screws are colored to match the decking that you're using. So that's a a finish that you can use. That's a very cost effective finish. There's the Cortex plugs from Master or the Pro Plug System from the Starborn. Simpson's making plug systems now. A lot of plug systems out there you can use. Those screws are essentially the same as the color match screws, but the, the box comes with a bit that countersinks the screw down a quarter of an inch. So you can then tap a plug over top that's cut from the same material as your decking that hides the screw unbelievably well it works better with some brands and types of decking than it does with others for example you know the less variegated the board is easier just to line up your colored screws and whatnot but i do find that plugs tend to like they tend to seat a little bit nicer with uh, pvc decking than with composite the screws drive a little bit cleaner the plugs go in a little bit cleaner than with composite but on both options though it's a great finish You've also got your tool-based systems like camo, uh, which is a toe-screwed option that goes through the shoulder of the board. You can use camo with both PVC and composite decking. However, check with the manufacturer's warranty information because some manufacturers don't allow camo to be used with their boards, but camo themselves usually steps in and warranties the board if you use their fasteners. So for example, uh, with Trex, they don't warranty a camo install, but I believe that's still true, unless they've changed anything. But camo themselves, if something went wrong if the board failed because of the fastener, camo would step in and warranty that. So camo's just got nice little trim head screws that go through the sides of the board instead of the top, so it keeps the finish a little bit cleaner while still giving you a strong screwed down connection. So that's good. There's also the Hidfast nailers. So the Hidfast nailers are great for PVC. Hidfast, again, says that they will work with grooved composite decking as well, but I don't know that there's a single composite manufacturer out there that will warranty that. Uh, But for PVC decking, it works great. It shoots in a stainless steel cleat through the board on the side, and then a little spike protrudes out that you tap the next board onto. It's a really quick flooring nailer style system so you can get up off your knees and hammer down. So again, most of these systems are available for both composite and PVC decking. Uh, But again, refer to your manufacturer's warranty because not all brands will warranty every system. You're pretty much universally accepted with the colored screws, the cortex, you know, the uh, clips, you know, most of those are warrantied, but again, check first before you commit to a to an insulation technique. Some of those systems like cortex can't be used on thinner fascia like the PVC fascia you can't use that there so but the cortex is great for stairs, borders anywhere where you can't use your clip, can't use the head fast, can't use the camo, whatever cortex is always a good option and in any case screwing down having a positive connection to the joist is always stronger than the clip systems anyway so sometimes especially if you're building this deck higher up off the ground like over six feet you need that lateral sway control a little bit so that screwing down your deck boards adds a whole other level of strength and prevents racking uh, better than any clip system is going to so even if clips are available you may still want to consider a screw down or nail down option. Moving on to durability so this category I'm going to split into two into two things and so that's impact resistance and scratch resistance because each of these wins on different categories so as far as scratch resistance goes which is a very common question for people when they're doing their, their deck pvc is a more durable cap and so that's as a result of the capping the, the fact that pvc is a harder plastic than polyethylene is the major part of it but some brands excel better than others so for example clubhouse and Vecadeck i are, are extremely durable towards from scratching so if you have big dogs that may scratch a lot of surfaces Clubhouse and Vecka are, are very very good as far as scratch resistance goes some of the other ones um, like Wolf and Ezek are good but they're a little bit less durable than Clubhouse and Vecka. but almost universally the PVC brands are more scratch resistant than the composite brands now Trex Transcend line is quite good for, for scratch resistance but uh, other lines like TimberTech Terrain are a little bit more scratch prone But again, PVC's overall are generally more scratch resistant than their composite counterparts. Now, as far as impact testing goes, the density of composite decking helps them win out in this category. So this is less, uh, sorry, more rare to have this come into play on a deck in a real-world application than the scratching is. It's unlikely that you're going to drop heavy things onto your deck too frequently, but if you do, chances are composite decking will hold up and not dent as easy as PVC decking will. So, PVC decking wins when it comes to large dogs running around, you know, small stones and you're stuck in your shoes. That'll that'll hold up better. But if you're, I don't know what you're going to be doing on your deck, they're dropping heavy things. But if it happens to happen, <laughs> there's a better chance that composites are going to hold up better long term. Now I've tested Veca deck as well, and it's a PVC and it's surprisingly very good on impact resistance as well. So. There are some exceptions in there, but as a rule of thumb, PVC is better for scratching, composite is better for impact. On to the next topic here is traction. And so this is a very common question that people have. I want a deck that's not slippery. And unfortunately, I would say in the majority of composite decking can be quite slippery. When it's wet especially so some of the worst ones out there are like fibrons high end that has that smooth embossing is quite slippery if it gets a little bit of frost or water on it um even trex transcend line is quite slick when it gets wet some are better like timbertex train line is not bad armadillo is terrible it's very slippery um yeah so there's there's some that work a little bit better than others but again as a general rule of thumb pvcs almost always have better traction and so again clubhouse really excels in this they have fantastic traction even when the board is a little bit wet or even a little bit of frost on it it still maintains quite a bit of traction it's it's really unbelievable actually wolf is really good azex good if you go through our showroom we have six displays of the brands of decking we have and stock and there's three composite brands and three PVC brands and you can tell walking from one to the next which the ones which the PVC decks are you could close your eyes and just drag your feet along and you would know which three based on traction alone so when it comes to traction PVCs have a giant advantage we mentioned before that the fade and stain is typically a thing of the past now and that's uh, again true with the capped composites and PVCs both of these options for most of these Brands are going to give you a nice long fade and stain warranty. So, it, with the big brands, you're almost looking at a minimum of 25 years fade and stain. Some are 30. Some have gone to 35, like Azek and, and TimberTech, I believe, are pushing that to 35 now. But pretty much everybody's in that 25 to 35 range on a good brand. And so what that means is that they're also diminishing warranties, just so I can be clear. So if you have a claim in year 20, you're not going to get all your money back. You're going to have a reduced, kind of prorated amount of your money coming back uh, to fix the problem. But essentially, most of these boards or all these boards with the fade and stain warranty are guaranteeing you that they're not going to fade more than your eyes can see and they're not going to stain if you slop a little bit or because sauce on the deck, provided you clean it up with a reasonable amount of time. Now, the fade state, the fade warranty, if you're going to take a board that's brand new and put it beside a board that's 22 years old, you may see a slight difference on these ones, even if they have a fade warranty, but what they're guaranteeing is that it won't fade more than your eye can see, the human eye can see, you'll never notice. So, in some manufacturers, they measure it in a in a unit called Delta E units, and so it's just essentially color shift uh, units of measurement, and so there, it has to exceed, the fade has to exceed five Delta E units or whatever that manufacturer uh, will warranty before they'll actually warranty it and replace it. So it's really a non-issue for most of these. There's one brand, and I I don't understand this, but Fibron Paramount line, which is Fibron's pvc line they actually make composite and pvc they don't have a fade and stain warranty on their paramount line i have no idea why to my knowledge there's never been an issue with fading or staining on that line but for whatever reason they don't warranty it uh, they do on their composite line go figure so so just a little bit to know a little bit of uh, information on fading and staining now traditional composites without that cap like i mentioned before horrible for fading and staining so if you're if that's something you're concerned with avoid a non-capped composite because it will fade and it will stain and it doesn't take long for either to happen Next, we're gonna talk about availability. So availability is, this isn't a pro or con for the board itself, it's just how easy it is to get your hands on, so composites are everywhere. Composites are at box stores, lumberyards, in just what every market anywhere. They're very easy to find, the brands may change, but there's typically options everywhere you look. PVCs are out there quite a bit as well, but they may be a little bit tougher to come by your best chance is likely with the best distribution is likely AZEC. The other ones are all kind of more localized or not real deep distribution across North America, but you should be able to find AZEC in your market. It just may not be as readily accessible as the Composites. So that's a bit of a pro for the compsets brands. Warranty is the next topic we'll cover. And the warranty is, again, similar across all of them, capped Composites and PVCs, but where it tends to differ a little bit is on the lifetime structural warranty now because there's a wood component still involved with the composites they don't provide a lifetime warranty typically you're maxing out around 25 30 years which is longer than the frame underneath is gonna last anyway so it's completely fine but because there is a wood component to it there is the potential there for some problems that we saw in the past with the mold or or decay or whatever what have you uh, so your warranty is not gonna cover past that 25 or 30 years whereas a lot of the brands from PVC will give you a lifetime Time warranty now refer to the manufacturer's instructions or install guide or warranty information to see what that actually means because it may not mean that it's good for for life it may only mean until the homeowner sells and it's not transferable i think most are but there's just certain nuances between the different warranties that you'll want to look into the next being price we're going to talk about price category here now this benefit does go towards composite for the fact that composites can be made cheaper because they do have the option of scalping out the boards or what have you and because that wood component that's in the board is a is a filler, it's a low cost filler, the price of composites tends to be cheaper than PVCs. And in our market, you know, composites start at about the high $2 to $3 linear foot range in Canadian dollars, that's probably about a dollar $1 to $2 range. And they go up to about $6 a linear foot. And the PVCs start at $6. So the PVCs kind of pick up in price where the composites leave off. And so it's easy enough to find a nice low cost composite from a good brand, but it's not possible to find a low-cost PVC. PVC's are a premium product. They take longer to extrude, so that adds to the cost. They are 100% PVC which adds to the cost they require that chemical reaction so there's a higher failure rate at the time of extrusion which adds, adds to the cost they don't use recycled material because they can't so that adds to the cost and also if they do have failure on product it's garbage it's got to be not recyclable whereas composite they can throw it back in the grinder regrind it and put it into the next batch of boards can't do that with pvcs so and the fact that there's no wood filler in it there's a lot of reasons why but pvcs generally tend to be higher cost because they're using higher cost materials that go into it so price is going to be and a bit of an advantage for composites. Now potential issues is another category we're going to discuss here today and I touched on this a little bit before but the fact, the only potential issues here that you need to worry about with PVC are the the contraction and expansion is a potential issue that you want to discuss with your homeowner first uh, so that you can set expectations. There is a small chance of having some issues with heat on the PVC decking from low E windows. So if you've got a a low E window, and this is kind of a, this is a danger to both composite and PVC decking, but more so for PVC. If you in your house have a low E window that has a bit of a concave defect in it that can really kind of spotlight and magnify light down onto your deck, there is the odd, very odd, instance where that can you know burn a hole in your deck or melt the composite or sorry pvc decking no different than vinyl siding or other instances where you've heard of that happening it's very very rare but it's one potential issue that pvc decking has Aside from that, there's not a whole lot of potential issues, the expansion contraction and that very low chance of a lowy window burning a, a melting spot into your deck. But aside from that, that's about the only potential issues there are. With composite decking, again, you're very unlikely to run into any issues, but you may see some issues in some circumstances with the wood component to that uh, composite decking. So. Most composite decking manufacturers have an install requirement that requires a certain amount of ventilation under the decks so that the wood component doesn't absorb moisture you'll have to keep in mind so so not good for putting over top of docks or on ground level decks not generally recommended or your your warranty may be void and then there's still the chance of mold growth or um, water absorption or you know fading if there's wood in the bottom that's exposed or in the cap that's exposed it can fade it can stain still so like i said most of them are capped nowadays and they don't have that problem but some of them are not capped on the bottom and so then you need to make sure you have proper ventilation in those instances one thing i'll bring up now that i kind of skip before is heat and so, a lot of people are curious about heat and how, how hot these boards get. And the answer is they all get hot. If they're outside and it's direct sunlight and it's, you know, 100 Fahrenheit out, the boards are gonna get hot. Generally, lighter colors stay a little bit cooler than darker colors, but they all get hot. The only major difference here is that the PVCs dissipate the heat much quicker. So, if they're both in direct sunlight, with the sun beating down, very hot out, they're both very hot. But the minute that that sun goes behind a cloud or behind the house and gets into the shade, the PVC board is gonna cool off within minutes. It's gonna get back to a nice ambient temperature. Whereas composites tend to hold that heat and dissipate it slowly over the next hour, and so they'll stay hot for quite some time because of the density of the board. So those are potential issues for them as well. Oh, what do we got here, people? We got PVC, I think that's pretty much the end of our list here is the, the differences between composite and PVC decking. Now, I've been asked a million times what my preference is. The preferences and and I'll be honest, I I'll tell you right now, my preference is plastic over wood is my main preference i would much rather work with composite or pvc over pretty much any wood product any day of the week Uh, and the reasons for that maybe are for another podcast but the main reasons are it's maintenance free there's no cracks no splinters but you know there's a lot of reasons why it's a better option than than wood i personally became a huge fan of pvc i only started using it about three years ago but uh, in that time i've become quite a fan of it it's just the workability it's the fact that you can screw it anywhere you don't have to pre-drill it you can just you know, it's lighter to work with, it cuts a little bit easier. It's just, there's just a lot of things about it. Obviously the heating, I can't believe we didn't have this topic in here, but the idea of curving decking much easier to do with PVC boards than composite. It's possible with both on most brands. Some brands can't they don't recommend you bend them like decorators. They don't recommend it can be really bent. I've seen some guys try it. It may be possible, but much easier to bend PVC decking. So just requires less heat, less time, less chance of failure. It's just a much easier way to go about it if you're looking to get a little bit artsy with your deck and do some some curved stuff on it then pvc is a much easier way to do it but it's still possible with trex and Fibron and basically any non-scalloped composite that has plastic in it so that's uh that's a bit of a benefit towards pvc you can definitely go cut tighter radius with them as well so if you're into curving, check out pvc for sure i don't know if i've missed anything here folks i sat down made a pretty good list here of things to kind of go through and i believe i've touched on most of them if there's anything that i've missed that you're curious about whether it's with regards to pvc versus composite or just kind of nuances of each of them if you haven't used them before definitely shoot me a message Again, you can find us on Instagram with the usernames at The Ultimate Deck Shop and at The Shane Chapman. Either of those accounts I'll have my eyes on so you can shoot us a message there. Also, we have launched a show on YouTube, which uh, if you like this podcast, definitely find some time for the show. It's called The Ultimate Deck Show. Really surprising, easy to find. So subscribe to that, check it out. We've got one episode up there right now. We're gonna film another one here in the next few days and get that up. Uh, But if you're curious about hearing a little bit more about Trek, that's the first episode we did is all about the tracks lineup for next year then go and check out the ultimate deck show on youtube and uh if you have any questions any feedback if you're interested in being on the podcast shoot me a message let's line that up people love the interviews i love the interviews so let's do more of those until next time folks thanks for tuning in we appreciate it go out there and build your favorite comps of deck let me know how it goes we're always looking for feedback take care